Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here. Celtic state of mind, and yes, it's me, it's late, because my laptop actually says it's 12.28, and even though the clock behind me, I can see on my screen, tells me it's half past, I'm just in a different time zone, and a complete and, a, complete and utter, definitely parallel universe, I think, um, welcome to your Wednesday Bulletin, or last of the summer wine, as we're being called, boys. Uh, so I'm going to ask you who's Clegg, who's Compo, who's Foggy, and who's Glenda. We need to actually get that sorted out. But young Pat, Patrick, young Patrick has not got a clue what we're doing. He has not got a clue at all. What we're on about. Lads, how are we all doing today? All good. All good, Kev. Yeah, all, good, all grand. Yeah. Uh, right, well, we may as well go straight, in, straight into the, the tagline, eh? And I'm going to ask you all a serious question. And I'll start with John, since you haven't been on since for the last yeah. couple of weeks. What is Douglas Ross? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, but, but, I mean that, 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 that's, that's the crux of the issue. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a nonsense that it refs to be complaining about that. No, no one's, no one's calling the man out on his abilities as a ref. 
uh, or as abilities as a linesman, despite the fact they are sorely wanting either. He's the leader of a deeply unpopular political party, whether you support him or not. You know, it's basically a deeply unpopular political party in Scotland, and that's why he's been called out. Also, you might not approve of the vulgarity, which I, I notice a few people didn't, uh, that I had interchanges with uh, on Twitter. Um, but um, vulgarity is not a breach of either the rules or the law. Uh, so, and to be perfectly honest, you know, if you're taking your kids to the football uh, and they're old enough to read that, then you can be sure they've heard the word. Uh, so, you know, we, we cannot have, oh, we cannot sorry. demand safe spaces, you know, in giant venues. You know, you're going somewhere with 60,000 people and you want a safe space. That's not going to happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you are, very easily offended like that, and I accept some people are. You're best not to attend big events like that because you will hear and see things which will undoubtedly uh, leave you offended. Uh, you know, you go to the theatre, that was another criticism I noticed the other day of the play, you know, Ben Dilley Bertie, someone was complaining there was swearing in it. Well, you know, do your research, don't go, you know, if that's the thing that kind of thing that offends you. Uh, it's, it's a bit irritating, to be honest, that, you know, uh, <laughs> People that can be so easily offended, uh, you know, in what is effectively, you know, a game for adults. And yes, it is a child-friendly club, but again, you know, if you're old enough to read it, you're old enough to have heard it plenty of times. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it may perhaps not ideal, but you know, it's, it's primarily an adult audience. Um, so you know, I, again, I just. I think the refs are kidding themselves on. They know themselves because the the, the dark side said had a similar banner about um, Nicola Sturgeon during COVID or something, some deeply insulting uh, that I was I was reading, um, and uh, nothing could be done about it. And the last time something like this happened, it was dismissed in court because it is not. I don't even think it went to court. It was dismissed ultimately. Uh, by the SFA because you know it doesn't breach the existing rules. If they want to change the rules, that's up to them. But you know, if you're going to change the rules to make vulgarity uh, an impeachable offence, then you know we're going to have an awful lot of uh, time spent in disciplinaries. Paddy, um, you wrote on it. You you wrote on it on your uh, website this morning regarding yeah. it, and, and basically the referees can moan all they want. Uh, it was a truthful statement. <laughs> if you want to be grim, but the SFA can't do nothing to us, no. eh? And if no. the referees want to moan, they can go and strike again because I enjoyed it the last time they went on strike, and we got a decent referee for Luxembourg. Well, that's it. I mean, like the, the SFA haven't got any pills to dent about it anyway, not, unlike UEFA. Um, I'm guessing it must fall under strict liability or something like that, where we're held accountable for what our fans do inside or maybe outside the stadium. But I just think it's a, it seems to me like a wee bit of showmanship um, just to take away the def or to deflect the, how poor the referee is. Now, whether you agree with the banner or not, um, John's 100% correct that. The, the the political party he represents goes against the ethos of our club. Um, so, some, some, yeah, yeah. Unless you're sitting in the boardroom. Well, well, there's that <laughs> as well. But you, you, you understand my, my broader point now. That's my broader point. Um, so, I, I 
like if you're offended with that, I certainly don't go to the games. But um, no, nah, I, I just think the the fu- the fury it's been surrounding it um, is, is a bit strange. Um, so no, nah, I, I think um, the banner was what it was, whether you agree or disagree. Um, aye, I, I just thought it was a a good a good way to highlight um, what we think of some of the, the referees and some of the, the Tory policies in Scotland as well, I thought, eh? Young Patrick, you, you're one, I think, did you study politics at a university, mate? You did? I did for a period, yes. I should have came to you first. He should have, I want to hear what he's got to say then. <laughs> um, <laughs> An expert opinion. <laughs> Paul Lance Poster Coggle leads Scotland to independence, young Paddy. <laughs> oh, I hope so. He'd be, he'd be my favourite person ever if he'd done that. Uh, probably be the best first minister, best prime minister we've ever had. Well, he's got experience with a national uh, team, hasn't he? He does. He does. <laughs> um, I, I think he'd be brilliant. I think he'd be brilliant at any job he turned his hand to. Um, it's a very political podcast this morning, isn't it? We're going on about Douglas well, Ross and first ministers and stuff. But I totally agree with what everyone else has said. You know. They can't come after Celtic because the banner was totally accurate. I mean, the guy leads a totally despicable political party who is hated by the majority of Scotland and the majority of Celtic fans and almost certainly the majority of football fans in this country. Um, I imagine for the very first time, or if not one of the first times, most football fans in Scotland totally agree with what the Green Brigade done uh, on Saturday night. So um, I, I thought it was quite funny. I thought it was very accurate and it's I actually think we need more of that in football not less of it just because they used a vulgar term doesn't make it untrue you know uh, I think we're quite right to nail our colours to the mast and it's it's definitely it definitely flies in the face of everything Celtic stand for it does eh but as I said there's a whole there's a whole range of people who follow, follow Celtic, and some people were some and within the Celtic support were offended. But were offended, but Robert Highlands, one of them. The GB do not speak for the majority of Celtic fan. The banner was and the banner was embarrassing. I, I, I actually found it quite funny. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to the game on Saturday night. And I found it quite funny when the camera panned to the top bit of it. <laughs> and because obviously we had just scored, I'd went to VAR, and, and, and so this banner appears in VAR, and all of a sudden the second part, of, the second part appears. Eh? And I found it hilarious that they're, they're trying to backtrack, trying to talk about something else. <laughs> I agree, it was very funny. It's no matter what you thought of the political statement of the banner, I just found it hilarious how you just saw the utter panic of a TV producer on live telly, just realising what you had done. Yeah, but they sat on it, they sat on it for a good while. Do you know, it was just like, I couldn't stop laughing and I was like, why is he not moving that? You know? I, I, I did actually find that really, really hilarious. I did find that really, really hilarious. The referees are not going to go and strike. They're on too much of a good bullet. Uh, yeah. Still haven't they got to grips with VAR. And Douglas Ross would break the picket line anyway. It's essentially his fault. He's putting everyone in this position. Right? You know, he he is he is double jobbing. He is a leader of a political party in this country. Should he have two jobs in the first place? And even if he does have 
right? You're putting yourself in the firing line, doing one of the most public jobs you can possibly do. If you're expecting to come out of that unscathed, uh, I, I can assure you, Douglas Ross may be called uh, the same, if not worse, every single day on social media and everywhere else as a public platform to do so. So, to, you know, act all affronted and uh, sanctimonious about it when it happens in the public place where he put himself uh, for additional money on top of his job as a leader of a political party, uh, then, you know, I'm sorry, uh, that those are crocodile tears for me. I think that's a you know a completely false premise, um, and I, I, I think your any claims of offence. The, the guy I saw uh, claiming to be offended was offended for his children, which I'm certain he did not have. Um, and you know, again, you see other people. It was the same. It was the same thing that. Uh, you know, I saw people claiming offence at the, you know, bend it like Bertie and the swearing in it, and uh, claiming offence for Bertie's family, who loved the show to the extent where they gave Des the Lisbon Lions blazer uh, to wear. Uh, so, you know, people, when they're offended, just want to claim offence for everybody because they know that their own offence doesn't matter. You know, and because you're offended, as Ricky Gervais says often, does not mean you're right. Hmm. I, I was I was ready to get us get ourselves cancelled there when you went right back to the start there, John, and you've gone Douglas Ross brings it on himself, and I was going to say because he's a. <laughs> <laughs> I want well, to I mean, do, do you know what? The fact is, <laughs> laughing about it, on, on themselves, but let's well, see. La- let's laughing me... about it, uh, and nah, just yeah, one laughing point. It, yeah. So laughing about it, but on that one point, it is factually correct. So if you look up the dictionary definition, it does say it's a vulgar word. It does explain what the original word was meant for. And then it describes Douglas Ross. So <laughs> second definition down describes him perfectly. So it is de- dictionary de- definition perfect, whether and, vulgar and, or not. In my personal opinion, I'm not offended about my children reading the banner. I'll, I'm more worried about what the Tories will do to my children. Uh, right, right. <laughs> rather, rather than them reading a banner. But we'll move on quite quickly. Um, I'm more worried about uh, Paul John's thinking about behind this screen. He's probably sweating. <laughs> Hoping this conversation's going to end. Second, really. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll get cancelled now. Uh, Tam <laughs> lasted a buck fast wine. Tam, you really wanted to see me trying to hold this podcast when I used to drink buck fast. No yeah, way. Yeah. It would have been terrible. Plunge McNugget, thank you. Plunge Douglas Ross is the same as you, Kev. I will admit, I have. I there is a couple of similarities, but I've never voted Tory in my life. So there you go, make that what you will. I think it's uh, a haircut. So right, move on quickly. Move on quickly. What's uh, what's my list of questions that I've got today? Well, I was saying, Kev, the, the first thing that uh, Paddy was wanting to talk about, and I think is a, is a good one, because uh, I think that's pretty exciting, the, the tour to Japan, potentially, has come up this morning, and people are talking about, uh, I think that would be absolutely amazing. Um, you know, because you're, you're talking about, now, I mean, I know it's embryonic stages and it's just paper talk, but what a tour that would be, PSG, Man City, Bayern. Uh, and uh, prior to, and how important for us going into Champions League again after cantering this league. Once we've finished, uh, you know, cantering this league uh, easily and uh, rounding off the treble. Um, so, that positivity, that positivity. <laughs> uh, so uh, the. Uh, 
you know, so again, uh, you know, it, it would be so important for us to get that to get playing against those level of teams before we went into the Champions League to really you know, get a, a, an understanding of where we are. Because one of the problems we have at the moment is, you know, we have what we think is a strong squad, uh, but half of that strong squad, or a good percentage of them, are untested at that level. Uh, so it would be really, really, really interesting to see um, what is going to happen uh, and who's going to step up. Um, you know, because essentially at the moment, isn't it, they say what um, class is permanent, and form is temporary, but if you uh, if your uh, form doesn't reflect your class at the moment, you'll be warming the bench, right? So that that's fair enough, and I love that, and we've all spoken about that, and we love that, and that's fantastic. But you know how many of these guys can really perform uh, at the top levels, and we want to know that before. <coughs> We hit the Champions League group stages, not after. We don't want to be finding that out during. Um, so I think it's very exciting for that reason. What would you say? Um, I think we only find out how good they are when they play in Europe because we're not going to find out how good they are on a tour of Japan or played St Martin, Motherwell or Aberdeen. And that's probably one of our problems that we've got if we want to be a success in Europe. Um, young Patrick... I'm going to ask you what is Japan to you, to you just now. Japan to me is just money making, and it's just trying to strengthen the brand, and it's a tra- maybe trying to attract us as a destination for players from that neck of the woods. Yeah, uh, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think to, to have us on the same level as Bayern Munich, Man City, and PSG in a in one country would be would be an impressive feat if we can sell the same amount of jerseys as, you know, they're probably the three best club sides in the world, in my opinion, um, or they're certainly up there. Uh, you know, you've maybe got teams like Liverpool and Arsenal and Barcelona, but, you know, definitely three of the top ten club sides in the world. No, and Arsenal. No, Arsenal, definitely. <laughs> no? Not for you? Not for uh, you? Not for me. No, yeah, anyway, no. No? Not at all. No. Well, tonight will be a big game for them, but... Uh, that's besides the point. Uh, I, I think I think you're right. I think commercially it, it just makes sense to not do it. I think would be shooting yourself in the foot. Um, I think you know if it is two and it is PSG, Bayern, and Man City, and we all play each other once, you know we might be pushing this sort of Rangers right. Champions League group stage record of. I've completely missed some. Was that a tournament we're playing in Japan? I just thought uh-huh. we were going to play Yokohama no, Marinos or somebody like that. No, 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 no two, two, a tournament. A tournament. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. with PSG, Man City and Bayern. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yep. 
Like we can edit that's... the last five minutes. Out and we're <laughs> <laughs> we'll get <laughs> Sorry, nobody's watching anyway. <laughs> I'm completely into that. I'm completely into European <laughs> Super Leagues and all of that now. So I am completely into that. Right. Maddie, keep them going. I'm having a mate. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it and seeing Celtic compete against these teams, although it wouldn't be that competitive to see how we fare just in a sort of a non-competitive match against these three would be would be certainly interesting because I think we're getting stronger all the time. Um, to, to, to give us a commercial boost like that would be Welcomed as well, obviously, and um, I. If we could get some sort of result against any of the three, I think that'd be be pretty funny. But I, I think it's it's been long overdue. I'm surprised we never done it this pre-season, but uh, I hopefully hopefully it comes to fruition. Uh, Paddy yourself. Uh, same thoughts as the guys. I, I first covered this on on Vital Celtic last summer. Um, there was talk of this tour happening in June. Um, although there wasn't really much talk about who was going to be involved in the tour but to be up against teams like Bayern and PSG um, and Man City it's it's just all about the exposure it's all about getting the Celtic brand out there Uh, and I'm all for it Um, if it makes us a bit of money as well then then great Um, I think the money making part is probably the biggest because I think when PSG last toured Japan their, their, their tour was was sold out every single venue. It was huge. It was massive. So to be um, lumbered in with, with, with that lot um, is is great, and it will definitely put us um, in, a, in a good financial footing if we can earn some decent cash out of this. Um, so I I'm all for it, and I, I love seeing Celtic and no, no matter who we're playing and what we're playing. Um, so to see us up against Man City, Bayern, and PSG in the summer, aye, let's go for it. Uh, as, Ange, as Ange said as well, I mean, he acknowledged the commercial reality of it. So, you know, uh, maybe he's not excited as he didn't mention what I mentioned there about the, the football element of it, because I don't think that's confirmed yet. But certainly, you know, the importance of the club all pushing in the one direction, uh, you know, to try and generate more income, he will be the beneficiary of that income. Uh, so he's more than happy to go out there and he knows how strong it is and how attractive that league is and how popular we could be out there. So, you know, he was all for it. Um, and it's difficult to disagree with that. Obviously, Michael Nicholson and Chris McKay are driving this. Um, and quite rightly, I mean, we thought it would happen last year, didn't we? So, you know, yeah, well, mm, uh, <laughs> there's a rabbit hole. Uh, so just, just before I get my foot caught in that rabbit hole, we'll move on. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think yeah, Ange is obviously for it. I, I, certainly if we could, you know, as I say, if we can put those teams together, uh, it would be more than just a money-making operation. I think it would be important for us as a team. I think it would. We need to play against better teams, and this is one of this is one of the reasons that playing more games outside Scotland will be beneficial. And I've came, I've kind of came to that like uh, conclusion. I, I was against super leagues and all of that, but as where is it? As Craig Craigie White. He says, is a money-making scheme that wrong, Kev? No, 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 if you tell us it's a money-making scheme. No, if you're actually quite honest, this is about making money. And he didn't try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Commercially, Tory Potter, well, unfortunately, most clubs are commercial and it doesn't matter how much we actually fight about it. Celtic are going to try and make money. I just get annoyed with Celtic when they dress up 
making money as something else. Now, that's why I get annoyed about Celtic for. But on a football terms, I want European. I want European success. Uh, I Stratton's laptop. I have done a three sixty on this. I'm allowed to. I'm not, I'm not allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed to be contradictory, and I'm allowed to be a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a human being, mate. I'm just a normal man. Um, an innocent I, man. I'm just an innocent man. No innocent men, mate. No innocent men. Uh, I didn't mean to break that restraining order the other week. Honestly, I didn't. Um, aye. So, I, need, I think we need to play more games outside Europe. I want European success. And, and when I was watching, like... Last night I watched PSG against Bayern Munich. Now, P- PSG are absolutely a, a detestable club, fake club. Uh, I remember I remember meeting uh, the PSG ultras that got banned from PSG in the early nineties. Was it there? No, there the, when the Qataris took over. And I met I met these lads in Dublin. It was the night Celtic played Man United at Old Trafford, and uh, Nakamura scored the the free kick his first free kick that he scored that, that he scored against them. And these lads for PSG were travelling to Derry to uh, watch PSG against Derry City. And these guys, obviously the club was only formed in 1971, I think it was, eh? And these guys were booted out of their club for possibly political views because I, I had a conversation about Irish politics with them. And their version of nationalism, and I'm using the air quotes here for those who are listening on the podcast later on, but their view of nationalism was completely different from the Irish view of nationalism, shall I, shall I say. And the patron saint of the ultras was Bobby Sands. But right. they were completely coming at it from a different point of view. Uh, and and I wonder what I, I often wonder what actually happened to the boys, eh? Because PSG have sort of cleaned up, and Celtic, for me, played PS. Was it PSG? We had a bit of a laugh with them. Uh, was, was it a pre-season game or something like that? I can't remember. Anyway, I was watching PSG last night. I didn't want them to win the European Cup because I didn't want anybody new to win the European Cup because I want that to keep on being an elite group. But Bayern completely played them off the park. Yeah. Right, Bayern were absolutely un- unbelievable, eh? And that got me thinking, eh? I'm disappointed this week we're not playing in Europe, young party. Yeah. I'm really disappointed this week we're not playing in Europe. And so, what is success for us this season? Um, I suppose from from now on, it's to win the treble, isn't it? I mean, because we're out of Europe, it's the only thing left because we're in all the cups. So I think just trying to win a. I mean, how many games have we got left? About 19 games or something. Uh, just one in the 19 games. Uh, and then aiming next season to, to be better than what we were this season and hopefully finish second or third in the, the Champions League group stages. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, unfortunately, we've seen that, you know, a Scottish team, or fortunately or unfortunately, we've seen a Scottish team get to the Europa League final. So we know it's possible, even if you have to get really, really lucky and get a lot of penalties and... Um, you know, teams not showing up when they're meant to, but uh, it, it's definitely possible for Scottish teams to get to European finals. So I think that has to be the aim, uh, long term in Europe. And then if if Scotland can continue to boost our coefficient, maybe try and you know last sixteen of the Champions League. We've seen that's possible. We've done it in twenty thirteen. So I think long term, I think that's the aim, and I'm sure you know that's where Angie's looking. Um, but you know, for the rest of this season, I think it's just 
to win all three all three uh, competitions. Other party. Europe's a funny one, isn't it? Europe's one where I think we we talked in the group chat last week where Europe bores me because we're just not quite there yet. And it, and it's it's it can be a bit of a tough watch for no matter how much I say I love watching it. It, it was certainly a tough watch. Um well, certainly been a tough watch for the last few years in Europe. I'm hoping next year's gonna be different. Um by all accounts the, the team that Andrew's building should hopefully be able to compete better and learned a lot from what we experienced against Real Madrid this year and, and, and whatnot. Um but uh, success this year is a treble for me, 100% the treble. Um, I've, I've been, I've had a bit of abuse for being too flippant about that, but it's 100% achievable. I just can't see how we can be stopped domestically. Um, nobody gets near us, and even when we're at our poorest, our nearest rivals couldn't touch us either. They, they, well, they took a point, but they played at their best. We were at our worst, and they, and, and they still couldn't overcome us. So, um, aye, we need to get the treble. We need to improve in Europe next season, um, and hopefully, um, we can see something decent in the, the group stage of the Champions League. Whether we progress for that, I don't know. It all depends on the draw, I suppose. John, well, yeah, no, I, I agree with that in principle. Um, you know, but the, the as far as the, the the treble goes, obviously there is. I, I don't see anyone stopping us in the league, um, but a cup. You know, a cup game is always a risk. So, you know, no, uh, are we the best side in the country, in my view, by a distance? But that doesn't mean someone can't hurt you in a cup game. So, <clears throat> you know, cups require <clears throat> not just good form, but good luck. So, uh, I, I would expect, uh, you know, I'm fully expecting us to win the treble. Uh, I'm not setting that as a, you know, a, a, as just a, an undeniable, you know, if you said we're going to win a double, uh, then you know, fair enough. I think we should do better, but that's grand. Uh, as far as uh, Europe goes, th- there are a couple of um, issues. I noticed that um, you know we'll come back to UEFA's organisation, but uh, I noticed that the, the the Super Super League is now raising its head. Ultimately, I, I think there is going to be a version of a European League. I think those boys uh, took a bit of a slap down the last time when they realised they would try to. Uh, sell people a closed shop wasn't going to work so now they're going to come back and sell us a giant European league with you know 60 teams and you know a a league style format so I think ultimately you know that will essentially happen because there'll be more money and everyone just you know that's where the money goes the clubs will go Um, but also for anyone involved in these things I think that was absolutely shocking shocking uh, report uh, that independent report on UEFA Mm -hmm. Uh, for that final, um, and the fact that it was Liverpool fans again taking the brunt of it is just, you know, unbelievable. You know, in terms of bad luck, um, but absolutely disgraceful. Uh, and then, you know, for the interior minister and UEFA to immediately blame the fans without knowing, you know, what the facts were, or perhaps knowing them and wanting to cover them up, but you know, they were you know, fundamentally at fault for that and it is a miracle nobody got killed. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's, so interesting. It, it's interesting, John, the take with UEFA right away was to blame the supporters and that seems to be the take they take. And us here at a Celtic State of Mind are good friends with Anfield Rap, who are the biggest Liverpool podcasts, eh? and we follow quite a lot of them on social media and stuff like that. So I got their reaction straight after the game. And right away, they were gone, by the way, this was an absolute disaster waiting to happen. 
and and they were saying that before the game when they were going into the stadium and coming out and they're going this is unbelievable that there's such a such a lack of organisation but again you had the stereotype that they blamed the Liverpool fans right away but I don't don't just think it was because it was Liverpool fans they would have blamed any set of fans whatsoever I mean the Liverpool side was more publicised here but also there was Madrid fans who complained about the organisation at the other end of the stadium as well. But that was as well publicised here because it didn't suit the anti-Liverpool narrative that some of the media and some social media types like to uh, project. It's an easy get-out button to blame the fans. Oh, an absolutely easy get-out um, because as soon as anything happens at a game, you point the finger at the fans. Um, even aye, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It is disgusting, but that, that's that's like UEFA for you. There's a couple of there, there's a couple of guys in the comments asking, "What does Frank Brennan thank Frank for coming in? Uh, what does European success look like, Kevin?" Yeah. No, I think that's... for me, because we play in Scotland, I do think Champions League success is maybe our last sixteen. I look at the Europa League. And I go, I think we can actually go quite far in the Europa League. And Lord, Lord Flashheart comes in and says, unfortunately, we don't have the money to compete in Europe. I disagree with that. I think we have got the money to compete at a certain level at Europe. Well, what, yeah, what do you mean by Europe, though? You have to define what you mean by Europe, because I mean, there are multi-levels of competition. I think we're probably think just the Champions League, isn't we? I think this season, our progression was stalted because we went straight into the Champions League. I would have liked yeah. another season in the Europa League for us to well, actually I build mean, one games and actually, um, but we'll only we'll only tell we'll only tell how much progression we've made to next year. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we'd all we'd all agree that qualifying out the group would be, you know, fantastic success. But in terms of progression from last year, getting into uh, the Europa would be progression, yeah. um, and I I think we are well fit. To have a great run in there. I was so disappointed this year when we didn't get into it. Really disappointed because I really wanted to test ourselves against teams who are more on our level. Let's be honest, you know. Because if we do get into the last sixteen, uh, you know, or the last, uh, you know, get through the group in the uh, in the Champions League, we're very unlikely to progress much further than that. I, you know, there's just there's too much money arrayed against us. But I think we can do really, really well at a certain level in Europe, as you say, Kev. I think that level is more likely Europa. Uh, so I would take success. I would be happy that we qualify uh, out of the Champions League into the Europa uh, and then we have a consistent run in Europe and we see where we are. We get that money in. We all get to watch a lot more football games. We get to test ourselves against a better class of team for you know the, the, the remainder of the season. We all get to enjoy it. Um, and then we get to the final and win it. But apart from that, you know, <laughs> so, but, <laughs> you know I, think, I think we can... Uh, I, th- I mean, I don't see any reason why we couldn't at that level, to be honest with you. Uh, have that sort of a run. Now it does take a bit of luck, uh, as with all these things. But uh, you know, if you if you have that with you, I don't see any reason why we couldn't. Now, to me, is that is that more successful than going like one round further in the Champions League? Uh, because ultimately, we're never going to do anything there. You know, so I, I, I want I want a final. I want to go to a final and win a final. That's what yeah. I want. Uh, I don't well, Europe and Conference League then is your chance, isn't it? I, I want to go and win a final. I've been I've been to a UEFA Cup final and lost it, and I didn't want to do that again. But I want no. to get to another final and have a chance to 
go go get over get over that bump and see Celtic win a European trophy in my lifetime. I mean, yeah. you look at somebody like my dad, he's seen Celtic in three in three European finals. I mean that should we have got to mayor? Probably, especially during the the the, the time when we were a, a European gi- giant. Young Paddy, uh, what was my question? What, what was my question to you going to be there? It was something to do with the Champions League. Uh, aye, John's talking about getting third out the group. I reckon we were only a mudrick away for getting third in that Champions League group this year. I don't think we're that far away from, from being a Europa League, a decent Europa League level side. Do you agree or am I actually just making that too plain and simple, saying one player was the difference between us and Shakhtar? No, I think you're spot on. <clears throat> I mean, I think if you take Madrid out that side, we are a much better team than Shakhtar. Um, but if, I mean, if you're going to put, what was it, 85 to 90 million he gets sold for, if if you're to put a player like that in any side, they're going to are going to turn into a different team. I mean, the goal he scored at Parkhead was just ridiculous. Uh, Ninety-five times out of a hundred, that that doesn't go in. And a player, a player like that, most players aren't capable of scoring goals like that. Um, so I think I think you're spot on. Even with Mudrik, I thought we were capable of winning both those games. I thought we were quite unlucky. Uh, or in the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes in Poland, you know, we should have could have scored three or four. Uh, and the game at Parkhead, I thought we were a bit sloppy, looked a bit tired. But even then, I think we'd more than enough to win the game. Uh, and I, I think, you know, I think the natural step is, you know, Champions League group stages and then trying to finish third and then having a, a, run, a run in the Europa League. Um, I'd quite like to win the, the Conference League. I think we're more than capable of getting to the semi-finals in the final. I'm just not sure. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. How we get into the Conference League, because we would have to play in the Evo League group stage. And if you're going to play in the Evo League group stage, it means you haven't won the league the year before. Um, so I, I'm not sure I want us to be in the Conference League because what it would take to, be, to get there. But I think I think winning a knockout game after Christmas for the first time in 21 years would be would be a success for me. I've never seen 
Celtic won a knockout game. Wow. So, I was three when we beat Barcelona in 2004. So, uh, oh my God. Are we really that old? <laughs> Maybe that shows you how, we've, how, how we have failed in, as a European club over the last 20-odd year. Beach Boy comes in. I'm going to take a bit of uh, umbrage with you here, Beach Boy. It's amazing how pumping teams like Ross County and Livingston every week gives people the perception we should win European trophies. Well, who said I, that? I didn't uh, say that we deserve to win <laughs> European trophies. I deserve to say that we want to win European trophies. Yeah. And yes, I understand that pumping teams like Ross County and Livingston means nothing when we even play a Copenhagen <laughs> or a Ferris Varoch. It means absolutely sod all. So I understand that, but I want us to build for European success. Uh, Stratton's laptop, I seem to be picking on you today, pal. Uh, Conference League final, I would bite somebody's hand off for that. I would take any final. Absolutely any final. I would bite somebody's hand off for that. But as young Patrick says, how we get there is the actual problem. I would bite someone's hand off for having a week on here where young Patrick doesn't remind us all how young he is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always finds a way to say, I wasn't alive for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, I think we're all agreed on that. Nobody's saying that we deserve it. Quite the opposite, or that, that we're, uh, it means that we're going to do it. The, the point is, we want to see. You know, we yeah. can't measure ourselves. So there's big Jack Marcus goes to Atlanta and says the thing which, you know, it, it created a bit of a furore, but it's ultimately true. Everyone, That's you know, true. there's one team there's one team that plays against us uh, and the rest of them nearly all just dig in. So, yeah, all, all we're watching every week, our entertainment every week, if you're a Celtic fan, you are fascinated by the inner workings of our team. You're fascinated by this player coming in, that guy coming off the bench. What does that look like? Look at our formation. Look what Angie's doing. Look how we're breaking that down. Look at that bit of skill. Look at that funny, all the rest of it. That's what we're looking at. But if you are outside looking in, this is us just, you know, because we've reached that level now under Ange, uh, where we are able to break these teams down, uh, you know there was times before where we weren't, uh, we didn't have that, um, unfortunately. But now we're, we are able to break these teams down. We have the players to break <coughs> these teams down. It's just a matter of us waiting to see how and when that happens. If you're watching that as, as an outside third party, I mean, it could bore you to tears. It's, it's very difficult to to promote that to people who are not fans of the club. But you get a lot of people watching. You know the English games aren't fans of either team. You know, and you know they'll sit and watch them quite happily. I'm not sure you can sell Scottish football on that basis. So I think it's so important that we get a run in Europe. So important, you know. And I know that we have to finish third, at least in the group. We have to get the Europa. To me, that's the only way to keep our own fans interested, to keep everyone interested, to have something to really sell and to build on and for us to be inspired by. You know, we want to see something that gets us up, you know, in uh, in the morning and, you know, gets the adrenaline going and going, I can't wait to see this game. This is absolutely unbelievable. You know, so, yeah, you, you want that bit of inspiration and we get that by achieving you know, a third place minimum in the group in Europe, getting into Europa uh, and then having a run there. I think I think that is what we would determine to be successful. Paddy Vital Celtic, 
Oh, that was very universal challenge there. Eh? University challenge there. Paddy, Paddy himself. Listen to John all day. Honestly, God, uh, he, he just goes off in one and just goes and runs, and you're just like, wow. <laughs> there was a guy from uh, one of the presenters on View to the Terrace uh, when he was talking about Yakamakis's uh, comments. He says it's all dirty budget. It's all to do with budget, pal. It's all to do with budget. And I went like that to him. No, I think it's actually to do with aye, budget's party, but it's also rubbish managers. It's rubbish coaches, rubbish managers, <coughs> and a lack of and a lack of ambition. I think St. Martin showed on Saturday what you can do with a limited budget if you decide to have a go. Yes, they ran out of steam, but that's because they didn't play like that way every week. If they played, if they if they tailored their fitness to play that way every week, they could play that way every week with that pace, aggression, and intensity. The reason that they dropped off after sixty-five minutes is one: we're utterly fabulous at doing it at a domestic level. We're fitter than them, and we have got a better squad. But two, as the fact is, Stephen Robertson, who looks like a PE teacher who enjoys making boys' day cross country in their underpants, he. He, he, like, he doesn't set his team up to play like that every week. I had a PE teacher like that, eh? So when you forgot your kit, you were just saying your underpants. That's what he reminds me. There's one issue I'll take with your statement there, Kev. It wasn't after 65 minutes that, that St Mirren capitulated. It was 75 minutes, if you listen to some of the media, where it was a penalty in the red card that was a turning I, I, point I, I, in the I game. I didn't count that specky you and guy as a... Aye, but he was the one that copped it uh, on my Field comedian. Aye, but there was Kid there was others fan. saying that as well. Um, even around Douglas Ross alluded to it when he, in his interview when he was asked about the banner, he said that was a turning point again. But anyway, that's me spotting players. <laughs> um, I've I've went away and forgot what the point I was going to make. Um, what, what, what was it you were saying there? Because I was too transfixed when you were talking about Jim Goodwin. The guy from View to the Terrace says it was all due, all due to budget. I says it was due to budget. Listen, Jackie Marcus never told us anything we didn't already know. That, that's something yeah. we've all spoken about for years. I, I don't get the, the whole thing about trying to make him a pantomime villain for speaking the truth. It's an uncomfortable truth. We don't like to hear it because we try to talk up our game because um, there's enough uh, people talking down our game from down south and other, other quarters. But Aye, he was totally bang on. I mean, we've even spoke about it in this show here. We've only been here for a couple of months now. We've all spoke about how teams sit up against us and how they always sit in and um, they don't try a leg. Um, St Mirren tried it. They ultimately paid the price. And, and like you said, they get knackered after about an hour. Um, but at least they had a go. So I've got my issues with what Jackie Marcus said. Um, he was 100% bang on. Um, I don't know if I would say it's doing the rubbish managers. I would just say maybe doing the managers that feel to lose their jobs if, if, if they're getting on the wrong end of a tanker after what we sort of done the United uh, at the start of the season. Because as soon as we done that, done the United, um, that, that team went on a free fall. Um, and now they're they're probably going to get relegated. Um, so to a certain extent, uh, I can kind of see what you mean, but I just think it's just a fear of getting gubbed. Um, it's interesting, Paddy, you say that, because I was thinking that same attitude... <clears throat> the attitude of the managers here is the attitude which, thankfully, you know, for us, uh, you know, exists in England and places like that, which is the reason Ange won't move on for the kind of jobs he's currently been touted with. So yeah. I, I think the only jobs he's seriously been touted for are bottom of the, 
English Premier League's jobs, right? Because they've got the, they've got the pick of the Europe to, to pick from, and his achievements here, I don't think, will have been sufficient to date in, in order to uh, impress uh, the, you know anyone particularly higher up, maybe mid range. And mid range is where we've got a problem because I think if you are a bottom of the table English Premier League team, I don't think Angie's a manager for you no. at all. At all. You know, I, you I, would, know, I would even it, go as far as saying middle, ta- middle of the table um, Premier League teams as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to be secure enough that you allow him to yeah. come with that vision uh, and, and uh, impose that vision upon the club and to build in order to achieve that. And, you know, there's so much money involved. I mean, I, I, th- I think they would obviously, and most of them would rather have Sam Allardyce back. Uh, than take on Ange. Do you know what I mean at the bottom end of the table? Because you're, you don't have the time. If they're not interested in vision. They don't care no. you know, how you want to play the game. Just get the result. If that involves kicking 11 guys off the park, then that's what you do. You know, so they're, they're far, the, the, the stakes are so high uh, down there. You know, 100 million for getting relegated. The stakes are so high down there that you cannot possibly be taking a guy on who is not who doesn't have the funds and doesn't already have the basis of a very good team to build on. If you don't already have you know if if you're waiting to employ someone like Ange until you're in a free fall, you know, that's I, I don't see that anyone's gonna do that. You know, so no. I mean I'm great I'm grateful for that attitude because it means that I think Ange could be here a wee while. Uh, but it also applies to, you know, similarly to the managers here. You know, they, they don't employ people who really have a vision. They employ people who get results because no one wants to be relegated because the opposite, the stakes are so high in a different way. Everyone's on a shoestring, you know, or a lot of people on a shoestring and they just can't afford to lose the games. It's a different different budget problem, but it's still a problem. Patrick, I'm going to bring up Danielle and I'm going, going to come to you on this. Uh, budget, I take Motherwell, Hibs and Hearts seriously when they only paying off two managers each for sacking them constantly and need to spend better. Point as well, Gary Melrose comes in, while playing in empty stadiums, we would be filling those seats. I, I think there's a lack of ambition in Scottish football, but I understand there's, there's job preservation in, in, in that here. I think there's a lack of ambition in Scottish, foot, Scottish football uh, with, with the managers that come. What, what, what do you think? I mean, I thought St Mon were, were fine. I'm looking forward to playing St Mon at New Love Street or whatever it's called, the, the Panda Sanctuary or whatever the stadium's called. <laughs> uh, and, 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 like, and, and Paisley. I mean, I'm looking forward to playing them in a couple of weeks because I think they go, well, we can have a go here because playing Celtic and playing Celtic, I'm not going to talk about Rangers, playing Celtic is a free hit for a lot of these teams, the way the Scottish press dress it up. But what Danielle mentioned there, teams like Motherwell, mainly Hibs, Harps and Aberdeen, have they got a bigger budget in Copenhagen? Have they got a bigger budget than Ferris Varos? Teams that have came to Celtic Park and handed us your backsides over the last couple of years? I'm not entirely sure. I imagine it's not a million miles apart. And, you know, not only that, the second comment was spot on. I don't think you get you have the right to complain about a gap in finances when you're not selling out as many seats as possible. Um, and... We've seen we've seen over the past couple of years teams that cause problems for us actually they, they come at us, they get physical, they, they get in your face. I mean look at St Mum. The first half I was I was incredibly frustrated because 
they were they were they were being very physical and we're not the type of team that will get physical back. We'll just try and play our football and ultimately win the game, which we did. But um, the, for the what was it seventy five minutes before we made it two nothing uh, or seventy minutes for those seventy minutes, as you know, Douglas Ross unfortunately was correct. He said it was a pretty even game and it was a pretty even game, um, but our quality shone through. Um, you know, you look at. I think Hearts the past year or two, you look at um, you know, Rangers at times, you look at Aberdeen back in the day, you know, Inverness and Hibs at times as well, St Mum this season, Livingston over lockdown, teams that got in their face, got physical, trying Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. They, they took the game to us, actually started to get results, whereas it happens, you know, 12, 15 times a season. A, a team will come to Celtic Park, sit in and still get nothing. And as you say, they get three, or if not four, free hits at Celtic every season, and they try the same thing, and nine times out of ten, it, it ends the same way. So it'd be quite interesting, it'd be quite different and dynamic for Scottish football if if teams came to Celtic Park and actually tried something, as opposed to just defending. I mean, our first game back after the World Cup was incredible, uh, the, the, the game at Putaudry, where... I think we had something like 80, 81% possession and Aberdeen never had a shot on target. And I think the vast majority of the game was played in their, their final third. Um, you know, it's it, it can get quite tiresome and I think it holds Scottish football back <coughs> as a whole. Um, but, you know, that's just my opinion. I'm sure, you know, the fans of the 10 other clubs in the league would probably disagree. No, well, I, I, I would say that... Sorry, Kev. I, I would say that, you know, <coughs> Danielle... Had a pro had a point, um, uh, and I've seen that point raised elsewhere. And you're correct yourself, Kev. They don't have a significantly uh, uh, smaller budget than those teams that have come uh, and uh, given us trouble. But what they do uh, have is they lack vision, they lack courage uh, to uh, go after that. They lack the determination to change. It's just a matter of. Uh, repeating the same behaviours, getting the same results, hanging on for grim death, employing the same kinds of people to do the same job, then that, you know, the, the bowling club mentality, uh, or, you know, the committee room mentality, no one wants to get moved out of jobs, everyone's just circling round. Um, and I, I know some, a few of them have tried to change that, but ultimately, <laughs> to me, they do have, the, 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 and I think that Alan Burrow's going to Aberdeen's going to be an interesting one, uh, you know, because he, he was a man that uh, you know was bringing some new ideas, at least with communication. Um, so, but the other thing is as well as they lack is the, the people with the knowledge, right? So if you if you are if you don't have the the vision and the courage, you employ the boy from down the road, the wee guy from Glasgow or whoever it is to manage your team. He doesn't know what Ange knows. This is the kind of thing that you know we've come to realise here. We are so parochial. Oh, and oh, you do for Mullerwheel. Uh, you talk about Alan Burrows. They promoted the reserve team coach. Same with yeah. Dundee United. They've lost established managers. 
uh, and then appointed the reserve team coach to see see how it went, and both of them yeah. went pear shaped. And yeah, yeah. see for a club like Motherwell, eh? and I know they've done an awful lot of great work in the community and all of that. If they get relegated, I can't see them coming back anytime soon. No, uh, they could go the same way as Hamilton. Um, so yeah, no. It, 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 look, it's just it's easy to talk when it's not your money. It's easy to talk when it's not the jobs on the line that you're responsible for, right? I accept that. So it's yeah. easy to talk here about a lack of vision and courage. But ultimately, the very least you need to be trying to do is bring in someone with a different perspective. You need to be bringing in someone from further afield, whether it's as a head scout or a head coach or whether it's, you know, director of football. It doesn't matter, but you need to bring in someone with an idea of world football and where you can find value. You know, where is value in the market? Because we've been given an abject lesson in that by Ange. Uh, 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 You know, where where is value in the market? Look what we've done. It's astonishing. So... You know, other teams should and could be looking at that if they had the will to do so, to be looking at appointing coaches or uh, at least people within their football structure that have that knowledge, you know, that are able to say, no, look, there's a guy in Japan, costs 250 grand, he's about five times better than the guy that you're about to pay a million pounds for. You know, so it is there if, you know, it can be... It can be seized upon. The opportunity is there, and that has been demonstrated. And it's up to these clubs, really, uh, to have the will, uh, as I say, to, to go and do that and uh, to maximise the opportunities that present themselves. But they, they're not even maximising the opportunities. Never mind doing that. They're not even maximising the opportunities they have. They are very, very, for the most part, very poorly run. Um, we should, and, we should. you know. We should have listened to Bar- Barry Hearn a couple of years ago. Eh? Barry Hearn would have heard the managers with walk-on tunes and like big massive <laughs> lights and like. I mean, I mean, he actually they've turned darts into they'll get twenty-five thousand folk to go to an arena and watch it on a screen. Yeah. I mean, it's utterly bizarre what he's actually done to the darts. Exactly. Um, I think I was about to say that, that we just sell ourselves so short in this country. It's 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 incredible. I mean, we've got a good product here, got a, a very good product here. We just don't sell it the way. I mean, who, I, I'm not a darts lover. I don't know if any of you watch darts, but I could not watch three guys throw arrows at a dartboard for if you paid me to. But look what that guy's done with, with that. Do you know what I mean? It's selling yeah. venues. It looks it looks like a spectacle. It looks like fun. Imagine what something like that could do with Scottish football. You really don't watch the darts, Paddy, because there's usually only two of them. You probably just gave Barry Hearn a new idea for a new tournament. Team darts. Peter NG, uh, Burnley v Watford last night was a great game. You look at Burnley, they appointed Victor Company and Craig Bellamy, which always completely, they, they two just didn't seem like they would go together, but seemingly do. Burnley seemingly play quite decent football as well. Uh, but that again, completely different change for Sean Dice, and they're playing great football in the Championship. But some of the Championship games are absolutely. What was it? Was it Burnley that Luke O'Connell scored for last night? Is that who he's played um, for? Barnsley. I saw that volley, Barnsley. Barnsley. Uh, that, that was uh, that was some score. Oof. Luke O'Connell, Colin Watts' favourite player. Yeah. Uh, Plunge McNugget again. Watched AC Milan against Spurs. Spurs are just Livingston with a nicer looking manager and a chicken on their badge and a nice stadium. 
the nearly they've spent football, all that yeah. money and Spurs are absolutely dreadful to watch. So Newcastle, Newcastle are dreadful to watch as well. Yeah. I'm quite glad we didn't get anything. Like the football is absolutely rotten to to watch. Uh, what are what are voting next? Well, can, can I just uh, throw, ask throw you two questions? I'm going to throw a dart at the people. Paddy Vine Celtic. What is Carl Starfelt? Carl Starfelt is a bloody good defender. Um, so that's what Carl Starfelt is now. Before people say he's not the best defender in the world, I know that he's prone to a mistake, but he's certainly not as bad as people are making him out to be, and he can't be as bad. I thought we're led to believe that he's been chased now by some several or several EPL clubs from a friend Fabrizio Romano um, I just don't understand the the romance hi hi I've shaved my stubble off as well I could have qualified for a, a transfer specialist but um, I don't understand I'm, I'm not going to call it hate I'm, not, I'm going to call it the sheer criticism that he gets um, he's part of, I, I, am I right in saying that he's since he he's never lost a game that he's played in um, for Celtic I'm sure that's I'm sure that's right and that's over 40 games he's played beside Cameron Carter-Vickers, and that's not because of Cameron Carter-Vickers, that's in spite of him being there. They're a double act, they're a duel. He's no, he's no, he's not a polished defender, but what he does, he does effectively. Um, and I know he's prone to a few mistakes, but I just think the level of criticism he gets is, is bang at the order, and I, and I, and I constantly defend the guy. Um, so, uh, to me, he's a good defender, he does a job, and Ange seems to trust him as well, because if, if he was as bad as people are making him out to be, he would have been the Celtic team. Patrick, uh, it was very predictable on Saturday night. As soon as they gave away that penalty, social ah. media utterly exploded. Eh? Yeah. Sorry, is that young yep. Patrick. Sorry, mate. Young Patrick, you're Paddy. You're, 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 aye, aye. Nah, you're Paddy Vital Celtic. I'm just Patrick. Um, <laughs> or young Patrick. Whatever one, whatever one. Uh, Patrick Glasgow University. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, he's it's one of the ones he had such a bad start, and he did have a bad start that as soon as he makes a mistake, people are going to pounce on him. You know, I've got pals that don't like him, but I think nine nine games out of ten, he's a fantastic player. You know, eight nine out of ten rating every week, does the simple stuff really well, and you know, to be fair, it's probably because we're playing teams that don't attack much in Europe. I think it's so hard to judge whether he's good enough or not because we've only played six European games this year and. Uh, four of those were against really high quality opposition. Um, I think, you know, domestically, he's absolutely solid. Him and Carter Vickers, brilliant partnership. Um, I think he has lost a game for Celtic. Oh, <laughs> has he? Unfortunately, I don't think he's what lost many. We lost, uh, we lost 1-0 we lost at Ibrox um, in August last year, and they definitely played in that game. I just quickly Googled it there. I don't know about other games, you know. I don't think he played against St Murn. Um, no, did he, did he not come think... on, uh, did he not make his debut against Hearts at Tynecastle? Oh, sorry, maybe maybe my, my stat I th- I'm pretty sure my stat is he's no lost in forty games is right. I need to check that one, but I'm sure I read that up somewhere. Um, so maybe he's no unbeaten, but he's certainly no lost a game in, in the last forty. I'm sure since he's partnered to the aye. CCV. But I'm sure something. Aye. aye, that's what. Aye, I knew there was something like that. I mean, it is a. It's a it's a fantastic yeah. record. I mean, we, we we barely concede any goals domestically with with both of them, and you know we, we don't offer the opposition a lot of chances. And you know, as I say, you know, Europe's another test completely, and it's it's such a big 
gap now. It's it's hard to properly judge your team and our players, but you know domestically they're they're a great partnership. In saying that, every player has a price, as we've seen with Ivanovic. Um, we've got to be prepared to sell players if an English club bids twenty million for them. Um, I think you just have to sell them, and you know, uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully we don't do it any time soon. So well, I mean, he's, 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 re- he's replacements already in the building, isn't he? Uh, so you know, with Kobayashi, so uh, you know, but as you say, you don't rush to sell people who have formed a partnership like that at centre half. Um, you know, that's the spine of your team, uh, and you don't want to be breaking that up, which is why it doesn't get broken up. Um, which is why the back four. Someone who doesn't attend Glasgow, you know, that's some nickname. Strathclyde, Strathclyde. But I mean, very, very close. There we go. Um, if it's, it's, I think it's much of a muchness. It's you know, toss a coin. It depends. You know, Ralston and Theory could come back as a pre-Ange Ralston and be absolutely uh, despicably terrible. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, I think I think Ange will continue to play players that he intends on playing in Europe next season. And I think you know, I think. You just sort of lean towards players who we've spent money on, and for that reason, I think we're going to stick with Johnston. But I don't think there's much in the two at all. From what we've seen from both players, um, I don't think there's much to separate them. So I'm going to sit on the fence. Sit on the fence. Paddy, vital Celtic, two seconds before you come in, I'll need to bring this up. Uh, give us a thumbs up on the YouTube and subscribe to the channel. It'll be only a chance to win two tickets to the Wim Janssen Tribute evening on the 12th of May uh, so there's over 500 watching so guys will be thumbs up and a like and subscribe and you can win tickets to what is sure to be a great night Paddy Vital Celtic Johnson uh, or Ralston I, I love Ralston that's a proper Cinderella story isn't it the, the, how he's just came for nowhere and then Ange just seems to have upped his, his magic on him and at one point he looked undroppable um, I suppose he was undroppable, to be fair. Um, obviously, he had a good competition with Juranovic, but I love Ralston. Um, I just think he's got he's got everything. Um, he's got heart, he's got passion. What an engine he's got. Decent final ball as well. Probably the only thing that's lacking for Johnson's game, I think, is his final ball. But I just love the fact we're talking about two players who we don't know who could be the first pick and right-back. Um, yeah. It's a great position to be in. So indeed, indeed. I, I, I would I would I would happily go forward with any of the two of them. Um but my heart says Ralston just simply because he's he's came up through he's came from where he God's sake, I need to try and put that a bit better. From where he's came from, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. From almost being an outcast to decide to be a mainstay. Um I would have Ralston in. Um but like young Patrick was alluding to there, we've spent three million pounds on Johnson. He's an annual signing, so he might get the nod until such times where he makes the shot. Um, not as my take on it is this: if Ralston had been fit, both both fullbacks would have been rotated. And because I think Johnson's getting a lot of game time just now because there's no other options. That's not to say that he's been poor, because he's, he's definitely not been poor, but there is improvement there. He is going to learn the system better as time goes on. And I think we're going to get to a point where he might he might have a burnout stage. And that's when Ralston will come back in, because the guy's had a, a massive, massive couple of months, and he's probably still gone on pure adrenaline at this precise moment in time. But eventually, that might dip. 
and I think it's up to Postacoglu to, to manage that, and I'm sure Postacoglu will actually manage that, and I do think that uh, Ralston will be, towards the end of the season anyway, our go-to in certain games. Well, we've run out of time, Kev, because I was going to say, are, are we not even going to get a chance to discuss whether the project player is going to be leading the line for us? No, no, we'll leave that to next week. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to next week. That, that's, we've got plenty to talk about next week. Uh, we'll see if we get on Saturday. Aye, aye. We'll see, we'll see. What, uh, it's going to be quite difficult to discuss if he's going to lead the line because you can what Mr Postercoglu likes. He never tells us anything anyway, so yeah. we're only going to we're going to we're only going to have an idea after we see the team on Saturday. But if Kyogo's no fit, I think you're going to see Maeda through the middle, and I'm just going to leave you on that. I'm not letting you to come in. <laughs> 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 that, 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 you can, you can yeah. join us at Facebook group and give Kev it tight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joseph McGonagall, rough childhood, Kev. I'll tell you what, as I did have a PE teacher who hated football and really liked rugby. And he was the one that used to. And my first day at high school, I forgot my trainers and he made me play rugby in a pair of school shoes. And I hated him for that point after that. Eh? And that's how I didn't like rugby. See, I had grudges. I really, really, really did. Right, lads, it's been brilliant. Uh, thanks very much. Subscribe. Do whatever you want. Uh, just didn't be bams to each other. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.